0: Exploring Faith and the Future Neil Johnson and Bible Teacher Dr. Camille Majdali. More today as we focus on the Middle East We've been talking about how complicated things are in the Middle East when it comes to the nation of Israel and those surrounding nations We've talked about oil, we've talked about the differences in theology Camille, when we talk about this Middle East region so important as it is when it comes to Bible prophecy and also the way that the world is reacting to the things that are happening there, why is it that this is one of the most dangerous war zones to be in? All right. well, the Middle East, of course,
1: has not been a stranger to war. It's happened for millennia. However, today the stakes are perhaps as high as they've ever been. Part of it is because we're in a nuclear age. Part of it is because we're in an age of weapons of mass destruction, things that were not Part of ancient warfare or even recent modern warfare. But they are now a factor. Then you mix in the central location of the region, an issue I constantly bring up. It doesn't sit in the corner of the globe, it sits in the navel of the globe. It is so central. And of course, all the theology, all the other things. Why is it dangerous? Think of the war that began in Syria in March 2011. Initially, that war wasn't even a war. It was peaceful protests in southern Syria in a place called Dura. The authorities reacted harshly to the peaceful protesters. And, of course, I guess Newton's law applies. Every action will get an equal and opposite reaction. And what turned from being a peaceful protest became a full-blown rebellion to dislodge and replace the administration of President Bashar al-Assad, who's been in power since 2000, who had taken the place of his father, Hafez al-Assad, who came to power in 1970s, like a dynasty. And so it started off trying to get rid of Assad, and a bunch of rebels of different groups came for that purpose. But now it's evolved into something even more all-encompassing, the Syrian civil war is now a proxy war between Sunni Muslims, which are 85% of the Muslim community, and Shia Muslims, which are 15% of the Muslim community. The Shia are backed by Iran, and the Sunnis are backed by Saudi Arabia as well as others.
0: And so with the complications of an inter-Islamic war, There is risk there, isn't there, that other nations can be very easily drawn into the conflict.
1: Put it this way, if they're having a proxy war between the Shia and Sunni on Syrian soil, you already have the makings of a mini Islamic world war, uh, an Islamic civil war. All right, that's one thing. Put into that mix the massive amount of chemical and bacteriological weapons that are in Syria. Yes, admittedly, There's been an agreement brokered by Russia to get rid of those chemical weapons, which is something we should all welcome. But that's not going to happen overnight. It is still a risky prospect. But then, Neil, there's one other thing. Look at the location of Syria on a map. Remember, it's got some very important neighbors. Lebanon, Turkey, Iraq, Jordan, and Israel. Unlike Libya... That had a civil war in 2011. And at the end of that year, Gaddafi was deposed and and destroyed. The thing is, with the Libyan civil war, its neighbors were basically the sand dunes of the Sahara. And yet even there, when Gaddafi fell, weapons were released and terrorist groups got a hold of them, destabilizing the African country of Mali and destabilizing even the Central African Republic. And that's with the Sahara as a big buffer between Tripoli and Libya and these other places. Now, think about Syria. There's no buffer whatsoever. It's It sits in the middle of the Middle East, and it could have a destabilizing effect on the rest of the region. It's a matter we need to
0: watch and to pray